you will be sharpened, be cutting edge tonight, tonight. Second Kings chapter six, we're talking about the prophet Elisha. If you remember who Elisha was, he was the, the man of God, the servant that followed after Elijah. Elisha now is mentoring and, and leading people. And, and he, he has the sons of prophets with them. Imagine in your mind, imagine in your heart that you are a leader in this time and, and your responsibility is to train up all the pastor's kids. They've heard all the messages. They, they, they know it all. They've been to all the revivals. Uh, they've been to all the gang. They've been to all the things. They've been to all the, the camping. They've been to all the, you know, so that is picture in your heart that God is speaking to you. Second uh, Kings chapter six, it says, and the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, behold, now the place where we dwell with you is too straight for us. These, these children, these men, women, these men of God that were under their dads or daddies, uh, the sons of the prophets that said, hey, wait a minute. I don't know if we could dwell with you. I don't know if we could sit here with you, man, because it's a little, uh, I don't know if I could inhabit with you and post up right here with you. I don't know if I could link up with you like a marriage. Uh, I'll come and do a hip hop concert. I'll come and hang out with you for a second. I'll come get the free meal. I'll come get the love offering. I'll come get the honorarium, but I don't know if I'm willing to do a marriage covenant to come together to do some kingdom business. I, I know too much. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if I could connect with you. I've been around the block too much, they're saying. He says, behold, now the place where we dwell with you is too straight for us. There's too much affliction. We, I'd rather go home to, to, my, to my home church because out here in the mission field, out here working in the urban communities where the gang violence, where the AIDS is the highest, where the opiates overdose is the highest, where, where the prostitution is the most craziest, where people don't want to go to school, where the teen pregnancies, where the bullying is 50% uh, of the bullying, the teachers know about it, the, just the, the craziest communities i don't know if i could dwell with you because there's too much of the enemy around it's too narrow for me it's too tight for me there's too much drama tribulation going on i like it better at my home church i don't need to be out here in the mission field i don't got to be out here uh, talking to these crack heads i don't got to be talking to the tecato i don't got to go into these prisons the state prisons the federal prisons the adolescent adolescent treatment centers i don't got to be kicking it out here in these rehabs trying to minister to these people i have it easy at my church Verse 2 says, let us go. The sons of prophets are telling their leader, Elisha, they're not paying him respect as a man of God, as a seer. They're not looking at him as the apostle. They're not looking at him as, as a gran jefe. They're not looking at him as, as the one who God has appointed to be the leader. They know too much. Let us go, we pray you, unto the Jordan. And take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there, and where we may dwell. And he answered, Go. 
take off, man. It's cool, man. Don't worry. You don't want to kick it here in the mission field on the on the native community where the suicides are the highest. You you don't you don't want to kick it here where the witchcraft is the highest, where everybody that comes in, all the missionaries, they got diarrhea and they're throwing up. You you don't want you don't want that. Okay, you want to go to the Jordan where the where the water is dirty, where there's no purpose. And one said, be content, I pray you, and go with your sir. Why don't you come with us? Elisha, you're the, you're, why don't you come? We stayed here. You mentored us. We saw how it is to be in the mission field. We saw how it is to, 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 to wake up at four in the morning, at three in the morning for devotional. We, we saw what it, what it takes to get into prayer, to counsel. We saw what it takes to do the kingdom duty during the day. We seen how, how people had to make the food, clean the house, wash the cars, be the armor bearers. We seen all the tightness and that's not for us, but why don't you go with us and check out our lifestyle? Second Kings chapter six, four says, so he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. Guys, you got to visualize this. These, these youngsters they come out of the wilderness with their leader, Elisha, and, and all of a sudden they start cutting down wood. You got to understand that wood is a resource. You could sell wood. You could do carpentry with wood. You could, you could make staffs. You could make things. All of a sudden they started seeing opportunity when God was calling them into the kingdom business of focusing on the widows, of focusing on the orphans, of focusing on, on healing the brokenhearted. Instead, they were cutting down wood instead of being out there in the wilderness with their leader to be trained up the proper way of respect and order and protocol in the things of God. They were cutting down wood. Wood is a resource. They wanted to be a resource instead of somebody that is a holy uh, person, a holy mouthpiece, a holy advocate, a holy uh, uh, person in the middle between God and man. They would rather be a resource. They would rather focus on cutting the wood of timber, making staffs of carpentry and of opportunity. They would rather focus on opportunity than the things of God. I'm talking about in the church. In the faith community. Timber is an important renewable natural resource in many societies around the world. If production is approached in a responsible way, it can be both sustainable and economical. All of a sudden, these sons of the prophets, when they came out of that tight, uh, that the men's home, all of a sudden they started thinking about uh, becoming a resource. Now, here we go. Now, check out the miraculous. Second Kings chapter 6. We, this is going to show us that we still need the veterano. We still need the OG. We, we still need spiritual daddy. We still need big brothers. We still need seasoned people. By it. it doesn't matter if you're the son of the prophet. It doesn't matter if you've been in ministry since you were a kid. You still need leaders on top to encourage and guide guys. Second Kings chapter six says, verse five, but as one 
was felling a beam. As he was cutting down a beam, the axe head fell into the water. The axe head, it means a sharp iron tool. You could be so clouded because of opportunity that all of a sudden you lose that, that, that sharpness. You could be so focused on the come up. Oh, this is my season. This is my promised land season. I'm taking my mountain. I'm taking my promised land. Uh, it's my heritage. It's my season. And, 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 and yes, 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 you, this is your season. But at the same time, we must be focused on the things of God. And that's what those wilderness cave seasons are to discipline us that when, when God starts raining down blessings that try, they're trying to overtake us, that we still stay balanced and we still understand our priorities in the name of Jesus and stay sharpened. An axe head is strength, guys. Here you have a son of the prophet. He, he's so focused on the come up that he loses his strength. He lost his undivided attention. When, when you lose the axe head, you lose the power to be independent. And all of a sudden, you have to rely on another man. You have to rely. All of a sudden, it checks you. You need, all, you, you get in a car accident, you got you to gotta ask somebody for a ride. God is allowing certain people to get dull or to lose their independence. And there, it's a process, guys. There's a reason why. God wants you to be established. He wants you to be set in the things of God. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head, it fell. It was overthrown. It fell away. It wasted the axe head, the battle axe, the axe head to cut trees, to make sure you have beams, to make sure you have opportunity, to make sure you could create work for others. It was wasted away and it fell into the water. Now, this is what the water in the Hebrew means. It means urine. Miss Crystal, the axe head fell into the urine. It fell into the, the dirty water, wasted water. The, the axe head fell into violence. Here we are focused on the come up, focused so much on opportunity, focused so much on the windows of heaven being opened up that, that we didn't even realize that violence overtook us. The drama took us. We were, we were so focused on, on the come up that we didn't even focus on the violence that was destroying us. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water and he cried. At first, he didn't need nobody. The sons of the prophets didn't need nobody. This is where the humbling process takes place that you have to one day, you're on top of the world and, and, and a big name and everybody knows you right now, but, but keep it in mind that people placed you on that platform and pe it's God through the people created a platform for us to preach 
and to worship and opportunities to do music and opportunities to share to the senior citizens and to the United States veterans, to reach those in the orphanages, to, to do missions, to, to do things for God. God used people to open up that door. And all of a sudden, one of the sons of the prophets, he cried. When you are not sharpened, people, when we are not sharp, we need that sharpness so we could be advanced, so we could be ahead of the game, so we could be, so all of a sudden you have the foreknowledge of God and you know things that are going to happen before they happen and, and you know the inside tip because the Holy Spirit spoke to you in a dream and you're just ahead of the game, ahead of the time, but right now when you're dull or your axe head and your strength and your independence is in that water of urine, That's when he cried for help. All of a sudden, he's gathering everybody. Help, gather, help me. Ayúdame. Come together, right? Come together, come together right now. He cried and said, alas. You got to understand what alas means in the Hebrew. It means he's ex alas. He's expressing pain. He's, he's expressing pain in his heart. He's expressing pain that he lost his vision because he lost the axe head. He lost the opportunity. All of a sudden, he was, he was thinking about vacationing with his family. He was thinking about the new home he was going to buy. He was thinking about the, 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 the car he was going to buy, his mama. He was thinking about what he was in, a, the college he was going to pay. He was thinking about all this opportunity and all of a sudden, he says, alas, expressing pain from his soul, a strong emotion, a, sh a screaming. Have you ever heard anybody scream in pain? Master, and this is the process, guys. You can be on top of the world. You don't need the, the little, little man of God, the one that paved the way. You don't need him. But God has a protocol of doing things. He wants you to be cutting edge so he'll allow you to go through things so you can say master, master to God. And so that you can say master to those that are superintendents of your household that are there spiritually to help you out in your affairs, to treat you as a husbandry, to treat you like a covenant uh, a person that won't leave you in the storms, somebody that won't leave you when when people die in your family, somebody that won't leave you when the when the craziest trial tribulation knocks at your front door as the angels of death are, are, are he's making sure you're you're putting the blood of Jesus. A governor over your life. All of a sudden, he at first, hey, why don't you guys stay here, man? You don't have to pay no rent. You could just stay right here. We'll, we'll, we'll study every day. We'll get up early. Nah, man, it's too crazy for us. I'm, I'm the newest Christian on the scene, and, and uh, we got it going. In fact, we got big plans. We got big, we're going to create jobs for everybody. We got we are anointed and God has given us the foreknowledge of God to understand opportunity and today is the day of opportunity and so we're going to create jobs. Forgetting that it takes a team, a family, that it takes people to be governors 
over your life. And he cried and said, alas, master, for it was borrowed. He's thinking, what am I going to do? I, I, I borrowed this thing. I begged everybody else. They got an ax head. They, they, they were patient and they got it. They waited their turn and they got an ax head. I was stepped out of my turn. I stepped out into, and I, I begged somebody instead of waiting on God to divinely give me something out of the air, something that God himself ordains for me in a, in a, in a protocol type of way, ceremonial type of way under the anointing. I begged and I borrowed and I took from somebody else's blessing so that I could chop wood. In all reality, I'm a fake. And the man of God said, Elisha tells him, where did it fall down, little bro? And he showed him the place. And he cut down the stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. He says, where did it fall down at? See, we, we look at it, oh, man, it was an accident. Oh, an accident happened. Oh, he was an Oh, it was... Oh, the first thing I say, what? We, sh we need to pray. Oh, no, it was an accident. What? No, it wasn't an accident. It's an attack. The first thing the prophet tells them, the youngster, where did it fall? Where did the attack take place? And he showed them. When, when that youngster showed him the place, he starts respecting him. He, he, he's desperately now respecting him and honoring him as a seer. Where, where was this place at? Where was the, this place of attack at? He starts looking at him as a visionary. We need to see our leaders as visionaries. Just because we're growing and we're growing and, and, and our tents are being expanded and our borders are being expanded, we still have to remember that there's a divine order in the things of God and we still have to respect. We still have to put others above ourselves. We still have to, he's like, show me the place. Show me the spot. And he cut down a stick and he cast it into the waters, guys. He he cut down it. He's not. The man of God wasn't looking at it like, oh, let me start a business with these sticks, with these woods. Oh, let me. I see. No, I'll cut it down and I'll throw it into the water of urine right now. I could care less about this stick. I could care less about this opportunity. I, I, I don't. I'm here to help you out. He cast the stick into the water. And and the bat and the axe started to swim. And he says, take it up. Take it up and be exalted. You got to understand. There's a way for God to exalt you into new positions and new rankings. You don't need to make it happen yourself. I don't need to make it happen myself. Through this trial, through this tribulation, all of a sudden, the, the man of God tells his son, tells these youngsters, be exalted. You've learned your lesson now. Be exalted. This is your season now. 
to raise children, to be a leader, to be a mentor, to be a leader in the community. I need you to cause others to grow right now. I know you had the type of mentality and the type of motivation and you were so enthusiastic, but you were doing your own thing. You weren't doing it under an order, a kingdom ranking and order of things. You were doing it on your own, but it's okay now. You've come back. You've returned to the things of God. You understand that that uh, there's help here if you ever need it. Now cause others to grow and arise. Take it up and he put out his hand, meaning he consecrated himself. He got right with Jesus, the blood of Jesus. It's it's about the sacred things. We cannot rush things. God is saying, uh, he's saying, it's time my children to look at it like a holy marriage. It says he took, take of it and he put out his hand and he took it. He married and he was taken in marriage. He went from somebody that was a son of the prophets that knew it all, that had been to all the revivals, all the youth revivals. And all of a sudden, now that he's a man, he's he's thinking about it. Wait a minute here. This guy just rescued and, and saved my opportunity. And he came with us. And he's really a humble man of God. And we need leadership like this. And we need the OGs to stay around us. And we need these mighty men of God, these pillars of the church to hang out with us as much as possible and it said and he said he took it tonight guys are we cutting edge or are we burnt out are we dull right now are we so busy trying to make our own thing happen that we're not even cutting edge because we're dishonoring everybody god is bringing leadership into our lives to beautify us and to help us out so that we would be set and established and positioned for that new season that God is bringing into our lives. But are we being like the sons of the prophet saying, nah, nah, I'm cool. I don't need to be out here in this missionary field. No, we still have an order. I, I know people have passed away from the pandemic, but God will raise up new people to be the seers, to be the, 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 the OGs, to be the pastors, whatever it is, cutting edge. The word cutting edge means the latest, the newest. Tonight, guys, I pray over your lives that you are refreshed, that you are advanced right now, that God is taking you to a new level, uh, that you are not just advanced, but you're the most advanced right now in this stage of your life that you walk in divine knowledge, that you just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Restored and sharpened tonight, guys. All our people from Texas, all our people from around the world, tonight I pray that you are sharpened. Don't be afraid. Tonight, be back on the cutting edge, guys. Let's do it. I'm talking to myself, family. Second Corinthians chapter 12, 7 says, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, 
there was given unto me a thorn in my flesh. See, we look at thorns like, oh, woe is me. I'm dying from this thorn. And God's like, I'm giving you a gift. I'm granting you. I'm furnishing you a gift. I'm giving to you a thorn in your, a splinter in your flesh. The messenger of Satan, somebody who's uh, uh, sent by by Satan, a messenger, a messenger of Satan. The word Satan means an adversary, a prince of evil, a Satan-like person. It says that, he says, I was, I was given a thorn in my flesh, the messenger of Satan or somebody that was Satan-like to buffet me, to strike me with the fist, to maltreat me. Some of you you're saying everything is good. How are you doing? I'm so blessed. How are you really? I'm so blessed. How are you really? I'm so blessed. How are you really? I'm so blessed. No, for reals. How are you? How are you? Man, I'm being maltreated like crazy. To maltreat means to treat with violence. A thorn. In my flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure to humble me. For this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me, that it would be removed. Have you ever been in a situation where you had a thorn in your flesh that you couldn't think straight, you couldn't sleep right? It was just drama coming after you, drama after drama. They'd call you, they they text you, Facebook you, Twitter, tweet you, they 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 find a way what's app on you and and you couldn't get it removed you couldn't have it withdrawn from you verse 9 says and he said unto me this is what god said my grace my sweetness and my charm and my favor and thanksgiving the spirit of grace is 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 governed by the power to be under grace is to be governed by the power of divine grace. My grace is sufficient for you. You don't, what am I going to do? I got this thorn on my flesh. I, I, the axe head just fell in here. I just borrowed it, man. I'm over here playing the, the part like I'm somebody. Oh, man, they're going to th they're know the truth about me right now. My grace is sufficient for you. It's unfailing strength for you. It is satisfying for you. For my strength and mighty works and the strength in power and the ability to get the job done and to move in the miraculous, the power and influence that belongs to riches. You want to move in the power of God? You want to move in the power that belongs to the type of influence that belongs to riches. I, I, man, people have always said, man, brother, you travel all over the place. You got all kinds of money. You, you got, I just move in the Holy spirit. The power and resources that comes from numbers, the power resting on armies and forces. He says, my grace is sufficient for you because when you're going through the drama just smile just take it as a learning experience just humble thyself because my power is resting on you like armies like forces imagine samson in the bible one man that would defeat armies 
He said, he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's ma- I'm going to finish you. You're going to be finished in a positive, in a, in a, in a holy, consecrated type of manner. You, you, you think you're out there lost, but I'm about to finish you. Uh, there's an end that's coming to you. That's a perfecting season that's coming that everybody, you've been the ugly duckling. You've been like that Cinderella. You've been like the one that nobody cared, like David out there in the field, the last son, the unimportant one out there working for their daddy, the unimportant one. And God saying, I'm about to bring an end and I'm about to perfect you into your calling. I'm about to bring you up right now. Arise and shine. in my strength is made perfect in weakness guys what that says is that it's like a man that proposes to a woman that proposes to the whole family for the woman i'm about to take you i'm about to propose and i'm giving you the idea of a marriage covenant right now I, I i want you to be cutting edge right now but these are the thoughts that i need in your i'm about to propose a plan i'm about to discuss with your people and your family i want to take you to the next level where i want to take one of your sons jesse and i want to make a proposal of marriage with god right now but do you still have one son left here yes there's one more his name's david Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Be cutting edge, guys. Remember that cutting edge is the latest. Be the latest. Know what time it is before it happens. That's only through intimate relationship, spending time in the word, spending time on your face, spending time with Jesus, spending time in prayer, spending time in fasting, spending time in fellowship. It's okay to be rebuked. It's okay to be corrected. Just chill chill out with Jesus, Spend t- have some time, instead of focusing on the drama, instead of focusing on the lost opportunity, why don't we just turn that switch off right there and let's sing some worship like how we're accustomed to doing. I pray tonight that you would be ahead of the game when it comes to your development. Some of you out there, you've been backsliding, you get back up, you backslide, you get back up, you're gone for a while, you get back up, and God's like, this is the season, mijo, mija, hita, hito, this is the season that now you're going to be ahead of the game in the development. I'm, I'm loosening upon you knowledge. I'm loosening on you You will be a person that will be a person of age, of knowledge, and you will be restored and sharpened. Do not be afraid, saith the Lord. Tonight, we are talking about cutting edge. Family, I hope you can hear me out there. We love you guys. We honor you. We love you guys. To all our people from Fresno, California, we love you guys. I want to keep telling you guys, be cutting edge. Be 
cutting edge. Be sharp. I felt like I went through a season where everything was tight. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it got it got so tight because I was like, all right, God, I'll do whatever you, and it was tight, and I walked around, and it was tight. And I, I lived there for about six months. It was tight. And as I was getting ready to come back home to California, God's like, I'm not done with you. You're going to Florida. For how long? Just come on. And as I was so tight in Albuquerque, all of a sudden I was in Florida and it was way tighter. I, I <gasps> And I found a way to smile. I, I found a way. I missed my family so much, man. I, I missed my children so much. I, I missed the being in California so much. I, I missed just being with my partners so much. I, I missed DJ Alex. I missed King Cyrus. I missed all my people, my family. I missed, I missed Anaheim with all my heart. But I went out there trusting God that his grace was sufficient for me. And that his plan was perfect. And so now I expect, I believe it, I receive it and I count it done that this is now our season to be cutting edge. Ahead of the game in the name of Jesus. Not in a negative way, not in a type of independent way that that steps on toes, that disrespects and dishonors. But in, in an independent way, that always pushes for unity. That always pushes that Jesus is Lord. That always pushes to honor the United States veterans. That always pushes to protect the innocent that always protects all people, all people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for making us cutting edge and through your Holy Spirit for making us sharp. Thank you for your words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Before we go, before we hang up, before we stop this money, God, we just want a fresh touch. Hallelujah. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Sharpen your people tonight, mighty God. 
Your grace is sufficient, mighty God, during the season that we're in. Thank you, Lord, for being married to us. We honor you, Lord. Praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you so much, oh Lord Jesus. I lift up New Mexico to you, mighty God, tonight. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. We praise you, oh Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, mighty God, praise you. We love you, Lord, so much. We wait on you, Holy Spirit. Praise you. Sharpen us, mighty God, sharpen us. Take us, mighty God, tonight. We receive it, Lord. Take us tonight, Lord. We receive it. Break mindsets tonight, right now, mighty God. Break it. Break all mindsets in our families, Lord. Break mindsets in our families, oh Lord Jesus. Break it, break it, break it. Arranca cadena, Señor. Break it, mighty God. Break it, Jesus. Break it, break it, mighty God. Break it. Be sharp. Be restored. God saying, reach out and grab it. Reach out and grab the axe head. If you've been if you've been feeling dull. Reach out and grab, miraculously grab, by faith, the axe head. God's doing a miracle right now, and that axe head is floating on the water, on top of the water right now. Reach out. It might look crazy. It might sound strange. But right now, step out by faith and grab that axe head and become sharp in the name of Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. We love you, Jesus.
praise you, mighty God. We love you, Jesus. Praise you, mighty God. We love you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We love you. Praise you, Jesus. We love you, mighty God. We need you tonight. Sharpen our family, mighty God. Sharpen our friends, Lord. Sharpen our friendships. Sharpen our, our brothers, mighty God, in ministry. Sharpen the pastors, mighty God. Sharpen marriages tonight, Lord Jesus. Sharpen, mighty God, oh, the evangelist, oh, Lord Jesus. Sharpen the youth groups, mighty God. Sharpen tonight, oh, Lord Jesus, the faith community in our country. Sharpen tonight, Lord Jesus. Sharpen. Sharpen us, mighty God. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Empower your people tonight. Empower us tonight. Empower our homes. Let this anointing break yokes over our homes and our neighbors. Let this anointing break, mighty God, whatever has been messing with us, mighty God. We humble ourselves. We call out, Master. You are our Master and our Lord. Sharpen us, O Lord Jesus. Your grace is sufficient, O oh God. Praise you, mighty God. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Father, restore families, mighty God. I pray for all the families that are on here. I pray that you would bless them tonight with a special blessing tonight. Lord, let that spirit of peace and tranquility come upon them right now, Lord Jesus. Let them experience you right now because of the love and the unity, mighty God. We worship you tonight, mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Fresh anointing tonight, mighty God. Let miracles take place tonight, mighty God, for those that need it. We come in agreement. We come in agreement right now, Lord. Right now, right now. 
in the name and in the blood of Jesus, we come in agreement right now. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Touch hearts. Touch hearts, Holy Spirit. For all those that were, were dull, for all those that were incomplete, Jesus. We love you guys out there. We honor you. We we bless you. We I pray that you're happy, smiling. Thank you guys for the opportunity to share. Thank you for the opportunity to, to throw some scripture out there. And thank you for the opportunity for letting me be in agreement with you and your beautiful families. On behalf of the entire SOG crew, my entire family, we love you. We honor you. Until the next time, yeah? Later, guys. Miss Cynthia, all our people from Houston, love you guys.